time for the BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you, so call us on the BS line. Now, here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show. Real difference in the lives of millions of Americans. It's the BS Sports Show. Welcome to your Tuesday night. My name is Billy Elvis at Billy Elvis on Twitter. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show at BS Sports. The fan is how you find us on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. Big game three tonight, Mo. The mistake by the lake. Trying to correct mistakes of. Over 50 years uh, with their effort to win a championship tonight. Game three, series tied 1-1, two hours from tip-off, and uh, I'm pretty excited about this game three. We've uh, had a couple of exciting games in games one and two. Well, at any rate, yeah... uh, a game three tonight. We got one of our experts checking in. We got tonight. one of our experts checking in. DC Hendricks will uh, be on Hendricks. with us at about uh, seven fifteen, helping us break it down. He's a big Steph Curry fan. He's a big Chicago Bulls fan. He's all in on these uh, NBA finals. Uh, he's made his overall prediction, and uh, there's just uh, so many topics to get to with regard to game three of the NBA finals today, uh, and game two. Uh, I'm sorry, game three of the Stanley Cup Finals last night in Chicago uh, didn't go the way of the home crowd, didn't go away, didn't go the way of the experienced team. So uh, definitely uh, a couple of interesting series upon us with uh, regard to who's in contention for the Stanley Cup championship and who's in contention for the NBA championship. Uh, Again, I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports, the fan. Uh, Mo, you there? You checking in? Are you with me? Definitely some broadcast issues on this Tuesday evening show. Um, so, LeBron James is on a career pace, uh, on a record-setting pace in these finals through games one and two. Both went to overtime, averaging over 41 points a game. Uh, more shots than any player in history has taken in, in in two games of in the first two games of the NBA Finals, and only one win to show for it. Yeah, very easily could be a two zip Cavs lead, very easily. But nevertheless, LeBron's doing a lot of the work. Where's his help? Where are the teammates? The MVP didn't show up the other night. And uh, he had some teammates, enough to uh, scramble and force an overtime and and almost get the win. Uh, 
If LeBron is a no-show like Steph Curry was a no-show the other night, the Cavs are going to get beaten by 50. So the sad story is, is that as great as LeBron is, uh, he's still not been on a great team yet. And excellent teams in Miami, maybe not the best teams, but excellent teams in Miami. Um, but especially his run with Cleveland. He's just not had enough uh, horsepower to, to to be a factor against a strong Western team. And, and the Western teams, say what you will, uh, they have a lot of depth. All Western teams that are contenders all have a lot of depth. At any rate, just getting this thing rolling on a uh, Tuesday night. I'm at uh, Billy Elvis. He's at Mo Time. Uh, at Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports the Fan. And uh, all you can also find us on Facebook, too. Had a great time last night at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North for the kickoff to the work week. Big thanks to Scotty D from Scotty D TV for stopping out. Still got more tickets to give away. We'll have some on Friday and maybe even before then at Wrigley when we're back there to kick off the weekend from 7 to 9 uh, with you weeknights from 7 to 9. Uh, so Scotty D stopped by, uh, world-renowned Classic car aficionado, Scotty DTV. Uh, check it out, scottydtv.com. In Auburn, Friday and Saturday for a huge event featuring uh, classic cars, classic vehicles of all types, uh, classic anything. The Cavalcade of Cool uh, with, the, with the subtitle uh, featuring anything that's cool. I bet you skateboards would be on display up there and scooters. Uh, and, and other cool things like that. But at any rate, very nice of uh, Scotty D. Uh, to stop out last night, Sean from Lingenfelter down in Decatur and John Jennings from the Auburn Hello. Shifters Club. And they're all working together hey. to uh, uh, put on the Cavalcade of Cool this Friday and Saturday up at Auctions America Auction Park in Auburn, County Road 11A off I-69. Uh, I, can hear, I can hear you checking, Mo. I can hear you checking. Oh, you hear me now, there. finally? Jesus. I do finally yeah. hear you. God. Uh, I was prepared to talk till 9, man. I I. I just broke something that was kind of valuable because I was so pissed. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? I can hear him. I can see the mic moving. Why the F isn't it working? Well, I, I hope we were on the I, air. I, yeah, you were. You were. I hope, I, I'm hope. i glad that uh, – I know LeBron feels now when he has to play with some scrubs now. I just had to play with some scrubby equipment. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So What's up with that? Uh, well, hey, cool. man, we're on now, dude. We're on now. Mm, mm, mm. So, so – you know, you were convinced the Blackhawks, uh, with the series shifting 1-1 back to uh, their home building, uh, were going to get a win last night. Uh, are you so convinced that Cleveland's going to go back into their home building, tied 1-1, and get a win tonight? Well, I think I'm more convinced than you are. You you don't think Cleveland's going to win another game, which we have a bet on, and, and yep. that's fine. Yeah, I, I do tonight. I think that uh, that these guys feed off the crowd and that these guys on the bench uh, feed off of that tonight. And I think if, if they are going to only win one more game, tonight's the night they win one. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, 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 I'm thinking it's more likely that uh, that they get the winning game four because tonight there's just there's just not enough gas in the tank, man. LeBron was out of fuel. Two straight overtime games, one day rest, fly back to Cleveland a couple of time zones away, and I know Golden State's in the same boat, but Golden right. State isn't nearly as tired as the Cavaliers are, as short-manned as they are. 
Right. Well, I, but that's why I think that if Cleveland's only going to get one more win, it's tonight because I think tonight, if LeBron is out of gas tonight, he feeds off that home crowd for the first time, and, and so he maybe can give that extra that he can't give in Game Four. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like the, uh, the adrenaline yeah. is amazing. You know, when you get in front of that many people, you know, doing it just a couple times ever in wrestling, you could have the worst day, feel the worst, you know. But, man, you feel that adrenaline from that crowd that first time, and holy hell. So I think if they do get a win and only one more, it's tonight for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. We we also talked about making a bet on the Cubs-Tigers series. Uh, we'll get into a little baseball. By the way, Verlander makes his return to the Detroit lineup. Uh, his season debut is Saturday at Comerica Park against the White Sox. So, Couple rehab stints, and uh, apparently JV's ready to go. Hopefully, he's got some uh, uh, some gas left in the tank. That remains to be seen, but at least he's been declared healthy, and the Tigers could use a little boost in their starting rotation of late. Although hanging hanging right in there uh, with the Twins and the uh, Royals, who are, are battling right now in a series uh, for first place in the uh, AL Central, uh, and um, you know the the history the history with the Cubs and the Tigers, Mo. Uh, you might want to rethink your thought process on making a bet with me on on, on this series because uh, it's been all Tigers, all time, and we're talking like a hundred years. What's what's what is Detroit in the last ten games? Like uh, two and eight? What are what are they in the last ten? Uh, the Tigers have won nine of the last ten against the Cubs. I'm not talking uh, about that. I'm talking about today. Today's all yeah, well, there. Tigers just ended an eight-game losing skid and won two in a row against a team that they need to win. You know, fortunately, the Tigers are losing against teams that it's not as important to lose against, uh, and they're taking care of their division. So they come back, they end an eight-game losing streak and win two against a division rival. They have not lost a series against a division opponent, and that's, you know, that's the best-case scenario. And they're also not going to choke in 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 the first week of June when they have an eight-game losing skid because they've got too much experience, but. Well, last time um, I checked, the Cubs weren't in their division, and so this could be a, a great way for the uh, the Cubs to take uh, both uh, games. You know, uh, yeah, quickly, but, I, but they just have it. I mean, I mean since two thousand nine, since 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 interleague play with the Tigers and the Cubs in two thousand nine, uh, Tigers have won nine out of ten. Don't forget, the uh, Tigers also beat the Cubs in the last two World Series they were in back in the forties. But so, that doesn't that doesn't hardly matter. No, nobody's still playing from that. But your, your distinction means nothing to me because most teams over since two thousand nine have beat the Cubs nine out of ten. That's not. I mean, that's not a that's not a whoop de doo stat. Uh, you know? That's true. Most teams that's have true. That uh, I got the show a little sideways last night at the beginning, uh, as you built me over the uh, over the rest of the night to be a, a complete uh, chauvinist douche. Uh, but we forgot because of that to mention the uh, the history we saw Saturday with the triple crown. We didn't we didn't even uh, mention that last night because I was too busy talking about chicks with their shirts off. Yeah, uh, I know. Were you impressed by it? I mean, I'll tell you, I'm not a big horse racing guy, but watching that and watching that horse round that last turn, like I got chills, man. It was awesome. It was an awesome thing and. And I don't think I've ever heard a horse race crowd that loud. It was like a, a football crowd, uh, you know, at the, at the Belmont. It was awesome. But does it hurt horse racing now? Because will we it, it, will Triple Crown be a big deal again? Uh, you know what? I, I don't give a crap. I mean, I, I it. <laughs> what if the horse who cares? Was I mean, I didn't expect the horse to win the Triple Crown because it just doesn't happen. I mean, you got to go back almost fifty years since it happened. Seventy, uh, forty years anyway. Seventy-seven, and. Uh, and I, I just don't know why um, it's that big a deal. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful horse. Uh, all you millionaires that inject your horses uh, with whatever you inject them with uh, to make them run faster than than, than any you know anything that's you know normal, anything that's <laughs> uh, not aided by some sort of 
enhancer. I, you know, I, I don't know, dude. I'm not getting into the to the horse saying, racing thing. Here's the thing: it's harder now because you got a lot of guys who just run their horses in the Belmont. So you've got, you know, you got the ringers in there that usually knock off the Triple Crown hopefuls. It was a cool thing about it, though. It was neat to see it happen again. It was neat to see somebody people excited yeah. about dying sport. Well, what really caught my attention about it today, and this is what I want your opinion on, was uh, Pat Forty, our, our counterpart at Yahoo Sports, said that uh, that American Pharaoh should be the SI Sportsman of the Year. Do you have a problem with a animal or a horse being named the Sportsman of the Year? Nah, I mean, I guess it should happen. I mean, you know, I, I, I joke, I jest, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to turn this around and, and totally throw it right back in your face uh, in just a few seconds with regard to even caring about horse racing, uh, but. But but because it's something that's gone so long, it's obviously not something easy to do. Um, because you know because we have this you know, kind of element that well hey there's a jockey riding it but hey we, I mean most I don't know man I I think I think it's just it's such a rare feat it deserves to be uh, given its due given its yeah. honor. Maybe it's a leader in the clubhouse now. What if LeBron takes Cleveland to their first title ever with this roster? Does that, does that trump what American Pharaoh did? Cleveland's first title ever, and LeBron does it with this roster. Would that, uh, in your mind, trump what the, that horse did, even though it's been had been thirty-seven years? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I really think it it would because I mean, there's so many statistics going against Cleveland in this right. finals. Uh, with regard to uh, you know isolation plays, and with regard to uh, how many how many deep they are in their bench, and and how many injuries they had to endure, and how many trades were made throughout the course of the season, and and how bad they started, and and how how rare it is for you know a first year coach to win a champion, you know all the aspects of of what's going against them. If they overcome all that somehow, then we're, it, it's going to be a Herculean effort. From LeBron, which we've already kind of seen, and and yeah, I'm more apt to give the Sportsman of the Year to a man than <laughs> or men than than a horse. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. But it, it was an amazing feat. And the only reason I cared about it was because I wanted to see it happen if it did, and because of uh, of second half Chaz on our show Friday night, I, I got to win some money. You know, I put. Uh, no, that's <laughs> why you're all in on it. It's about money, man. It's about money. <laughs> I think the only people that care about the Triple Crown are those that won the bet. Because <laughs> uh, otherwise, people are like, oh, cool, all right, finally, hey, finally a Triple Crown. So now the countdown begins again on the next Triple Crown. Yada, yada, hootie, wada. Uh, all right, uh, we'll, we'll get back into the Stanley Cup final, uh, whatever else is going on in the world of sports today, and uh, we're going to get a break in. But immediately next, our uh, expert and aficionado of NBA basketball, the one, the only DC Hendricks, and uh, he'll be on uh, chatting up this uh, game three tonight with us and the overall perspective of the finals thus far. At DC Hendricks on Twitter is how you find him. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show at BS Sports The Fan. And we thank you very much for tuning in to a Tuesday edition of the BS Sports Show. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh. <laughs> oh. Um, Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen, answering the call, earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? 
full of nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you can use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and road trips and the scenic route and swimming and weekly car washes and making connections and unexpected speed dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from the Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal. Broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio more than just a show. It's life itself. It is everything. It's the BS Sports Show. All right, welcome back. I'm at Billy Elvis uh, at Mo Radio Shows. How you find Mo time at BS Sports. The fan is the show and friend of the show. 
and past co-host DC Hendricks on with us right now at DC Hendricks. The secret motivation of LeBron James is the talk of the day. The secret motivation that he will not disclose to anyone is 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 the big uh, is the big conversation. Everybody knows that he wants to show up the MVP. DC Hendricks, do you agree with that analysis? Is it that LeBron wants to show that he deserved the MVP award this year? Oh, absolutely. And you could you could tell by the way he's been playing this series, you know, especially last game, uh, 30, 36, 14, and 11, something like that. Great, great stat line. You know, and so far he's proven us. He's proven to us like, hey, you guys overlooked me. You guys seem to forget about me. You guys talking about Curry. Well, remember I am King James. I'm still here. Yeah, here's the thing, though. You know, everyone wants to talk about how bad Golden State played, and that's fine. And, and you know, Billy doesn't think Cleveland wins another game. But we're, we were two shots, one from LeBron, one from Mon Shepard, from this being 2 nothing Cleveland. If this if this first, that first game goes Cleveland's way, are we talking about still how bad Golden State played if it's 2 nothing Cleveland going back to Cleveland? Oh, absolutely not. And, and that's, that's the thing we already discussed, uh, I think, last time I came on. Shumper's shot was inches away. Like to win the game, and you know, I I said also we can't count this team out, man. I said that from the beginning. LeBron James is the best, He's the best there is, and he has this team playing great ball, man. They looked a lot better, in my opinion, in Game Two than Game One, and I think it could be a turning point, man. I think I don't think the series is going to be as easy and as a runaway as everyone thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, that said, I mean maybe they're just you know. It's going just according to plan for Steve Kerr and, and the Golden State Warriors in the sense of uh, which team is going to get tired first. Now, we have the first time an NBA Finals had the first two games go to overtime. It was already going to be grueling for the shorthanded Cavaliers. Now, yeah, they come back with a split, and I know Mo wants to try to allude to the fact that it could be two-zip, but it's not. It's 1-1. <laughs> It's one one, and uh, and extra energy, extra energy was expended to, to get it to a one one series. So I just don't know. Not only is there enough manpower, but there's going to be enough fuel in the tank. King James is going to run out of gas, man. Yeah, and you know, you know, everybody seems to also be forgetting. You know, while we're crediting LeBron James, you know, I, the things I like to look at is how poor. Look how poorly Golden State played in Game Two. Absolutely horrendous game. And they still took it to overtime. Still. Stephen Curry was shooting 10% from the field. And they still almost won that game. Yeah. I mean. Tonight, though, people have bagged on Steph Curry a lot, especially after game two. If he doesn't come out and perform tonight, do we start really questioning the MVP? I mean, you know, I've heard Reggie Miller and a couple other people say that an MVP is how he responds tonight. If he has a poor game tonight. It, it, do we start to question the the giving the MVP to Steph Curry? Oh, absolutely not. That, that's you know everyone has games at least one game like that. You know LeBron James had games like that. Stephen Curry's going to have games like that. Michael Jordan may may not have had games like that, but you know that's another beast. But I, I expect him to bounce back. He's not going to perform like that again. You know he's been thinking about it all week, and he's not he's going to bounce back. He's MVP for a reason. Yeah, um, I, I I think that um, you know this this series has already shown that 
LeBron is trying to carry his team again. This is like deja vu all over again for LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers with regard to what they're trying to accomplish. And, and, and one thing is in their favor, at least they get a playoff win this time around as opposed to uh, last time they were in the finals against the Spurs. But, you know, the unfortunate factor is I am disappointed. Uh, I think I think the positive of all this is that LeBron's probably going to try to kill himself to win this series, and it's mm-hmm. not going to be enough. Uh, but I sure wish we would have had a healthier Cleveland team uh, yes. for, for a more competitive uh, NBA final. I have a feeling Golden State's going to absolutely just shut up the queue tonight. They're going to come out. Steph Curry's not going to do it again. He's not going to fall apart again. And I have a feeling that team's going to play up to its potential, which they did do in game two at home. Yeah, I'm with you, Billy. Like I already said, I think Curry's going to bounce back. And, you know, everyone seems to be, you know, everyone's crediting Deladova for his defensive his defensive stops in game yeah. two. But in my opinion, yeah, he had a couple good defensive plays, and he was definitely frustrating for Curry. But he was only frustrating because Curry wasn't making any shots. Yeah. You know, if Curry had open shots. He just missed them. It was just one of those nights where they just didn't fall. It happens. And I don't th- I don't like the media, you know, drawing conclusions when it comes to that stuff because on on a given night, Curry will thrash Deladova. Like, it's yeah. not even close. And yeah. I think – I'm with Billy. I think tonight's going to be the night where Curry's going to bounce back. He's going to put up 40 tonight. That's my yeah. bold prediction for tonight. Right, but the yeah. thing is, for, 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 Golden State, for Golden State, they have to have they, – they can't have a lot of guys have off nights. They have to have their guys doing their stuff. And, and when their bench has a down night – They've seen the struggle. Mm-hmm. Their bench had a really bad night the other night, and they've got a, a, a tremendous, you know, group one to nine to come off that bench mm-hmm. compared to what Cleveland has. But they have to play strict. It seems like they have to play team basketball or they don't win. And Cleveland can do it, play it different ways. They can play with LeBron being isolated. They can play a team game. They can play where LeBron drives and kicks it out. It seems like Cleveland has more options of how to change up their offense than Golden State does. If Golden State's not playing a team basketball game, they seem to struggle a lot. You know, in my opinion, I think what comes to bite them sometimes is the saying, the old saying, you live by the shot, you die by the shot. I think that's pretty much what ha- what's been happening. You know, they've been selling for a lot of shots. And as, as you said, the bench obviously had a terrible game in game two. We've seen it. Pretty much that entire team had a terrible game in game two other than Clay Thompson. But he was, you know, come fourth quarter in overtime, Clay Thompson was finished. You know, he's, he's done. He's tired. And then, you know, you, you, got, the, you got the end of the – uh, of overtime or fourth quarter, one of them, whichever one Curry decided to take that ridiculous shot uh, to win the game instead of giving it to Clay, Clay Thompson in the corner, you know, just yeah. like that, he could have been Warriors win. So you know, it's it's just you know, I'm ready to see Game Three, and I'm with I'm with Billy, man. I think they're gonna bounce back, and hopefully, hopefully they can do something with Mozgov because Mozgov is the reason, in my opinion, that they won Game Two. Mozgov absolutely killed the Warriors in Game Two. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I agree with that uh, analysis, uh, DC. That yeah, without Mozgov, uh, then then it's two nothing Golden State heading back to Cleveland. All right, so so you, you've got your bold prediction: forty for Steph, and uh, and a big win for uh, the Warriors. Why is the officiating so bad? The NBA admits three blown calls, and and maybe maybe they would admit to more if more were pointed out. But these were. Three big, pretty big calls, one-on-one <laughs> play that everybody yeah. saw. The NBA yeah. has to admit it. Uh, so, you know, this is not necessarily about the NBA admitting it. This is more about 
Why can't we get better officiating? Or, or does more replay need to be utilized? <laughs> yeah, I actually tweeted out during the last game, this is the worst officiated series I've ever seen. Like, it's so inconsistent. Like, I, I, I'm starting to freak. I, I don't even know what, what the foul anymore. And, you know, every, everybody's been really vocal about LeBron getting hacked. And, you know, I agree. I agree. It's been really physical. They've been really physical on LeBron. And Golden State has been getting away with a few calls. But so has Cleveland. Cleveland's been awfully dirty. And, you know, they've done – you know, they've got away with a lot of things too. So it's, oh, it yeah. goes both ways. It goes both ways. I agree. You, you brought up Mozgov, and it, to me it shocked me at the end of game two that he wasn't in the game because of their big man. He can actually score the basketball and he can hit free throws. And, and to me, is that the biggest difference in first-year head coaches between Steve Kerr and David Blatt? David Blatt, it seems like that was an obvious answer right there, and I, we didn't see Mozgov at the end of the game. Is Blatt still miles behind where Steve Kerr is? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he still has a way. The, to me, look, I'm not going to say that. I was going to take it a little bit too far. But I feel like on the court, LeBron is the coach. I feel like LeBron orchestrates the offense and defense. He keeps the team intact. And you can, you can kind of see it, you know, even like even after the game was over, I, I, I look at stuff like this. After the game, Black goes up to LeBron and, you know, tries to give him a hug and LeBron taps him on the shoulder. Like, it's it's just, I, I don't think a lot of people respect him, you know, as a coach. And I, I've, I've noticed things and, you know, he makes he makes some bad decisions. And uh, you, you need to have Mozgov in as much as you possibly can, especially in this series, because obviously we see Bogut can't do anything with him. They they would win every game, every game if he had Mozgov in more often. Because Bogey can't do anything. Neither can Space. Neither one of them can guard Mozgov. You can't foul him because, like, like you said, he's hitting all the free throws. You know, so I I think he if he made the right decisions, Cleveland could win the series. Yeah, but Mozgov runs like a two-toed sloth. And when Kerr went to the smaller <laughs> lineup, I don't care how good a game Mozgov is having, you can't have him hurting you because he can't run the floor. Nah, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, he looks athletic to me. For him to be seven foot two, he's athletic enough. Yeah, he I know. He still gets up and down the court, and I, he'll kill you on offensive end. It's just it's hard to it's hard to guard him. DC, but at this point, can if the Cavs want to make a move away from David Blatt, if they feel he's incompetent or they feel whatever it is, how do you do that when you take this team as it's constructed for the last two series to the to the NBA Finals? Whether you win or not, how do you get rid of a coach? And it seems to only happen in the NBA where winning coaches get let go all the time. How do the Cavs possibly let go of David Black? I, I, don't, th- I don't necessarily think they'll get rid of him because at this point it really doesn't matter who their coach is. You know, they have LeBron James, uh, Kyrie Irving, hopefully Kevin Love next season. But it doesn't really matter. Though? Does it matter to LeBron if LeBron wants the move made? Is that how you do it? Does he have to come out and take ownership of it? I don't think LeBron really cares. LeBron's just like, you know what, I'm back in Cleveland. What I say goes, and this is my team. I, I honestly feel like LeBron thinks like that. Yeah, uh, talking to D.C. Hendricks. All right, we're going we're gonna to get back to uh, LeBron's secret motivation uh, mm-hmm. and, and just this, uh, this historic start to the NBA Finals LeBron's had and what it means for his legacy. Uh, can you stick around, D.C., so we can take a break and talk more? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, good deal, man. At D.C. Hendricks on Twitter. Uh, we're going to answer that, th- those questions, talk more about the NBA Finals Game 3 and the overall perspective of the series. Uh, that's coming up. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. Back in just a couple minutes, it's the BS Sports Show. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm not going to say that didn't deserve applause, because it did. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. It doesn't seem like a Tuesday, but because uh, so much has happened in sports already just after a Monday, but it is Tuesday Night Edition. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at thebsportshow.com, Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, indianasportsradio.com, and uh, many other places. You can check our website, thebsportshow.com, for more info on Twitter, at BSSportsFan, at Billy Elvis, at Mo Radio Show, and uh, our guest uh, at DC Hendricks, our, uh, one of our favorite uh, NBA insiders. Billy, you, you, you build it up in our heads. You, you think you know what LeBron's secret motivation is. Are you going to share it with us, or do we have to guess? Yeah, he's going to wait, uh, and, you know, should Cleveland win the championship, LeBron's going to say the secret motivation was to prove that he could be a player and a coach and player personnel uh, director and uh, everything else for one franchise and, and single-handedly lead them to an NBA title. That's pretty much the secret motivation for LeBron. He's going to say he coached, he directed all player personnel moves, and he orchestrated everything to save face and make Cleveland love him and treat him as the messiah that he should be. Would LeBron be better than Jordan if he won MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year all in the same year? 
No. Nope. Oh, no, no, different different <laughs> animal, different animal altogether. Sorry. Um what, do you have, do you have any uh any any inclination what you think his secret motivation might be? Is it to show I mean obviously the obvious answer everybody's talking about is, is that to show up because he feels he should have been, been MVP. He felt he should have been MVP last year uh when Kevin Durant got it. He felt he should have been MVP when when uh when when DC's guy up in Chicago D Rose got it. And uh, you, know, you know, why wouldn't the best player in the world on the planet feel like he should be MVP every year? But especially this year with the rebuild that Cleveland had to undertake. Well, you know, I think his secret motivation is completely different. Honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with Cleveland. I think it has to do with to prove he didn't need Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami. You know, I think people looked at that was a dumb move for him to make, and I think it's more geared towards, hey, look, I didn't need those guys, and to prove that he could do it. He failed on his own last time in Cleveland. Now I think it's more about the middle finger to suit Miami and to those guys. Hey, I had, sorry, I didn't need you. But DC doesn't doesn't this put him up in Michael Jordan's echelon? Because you know, I, I, this is now this is now the second time LeBron James ha, has taken a team to the NBA Finals that probably didn't have any business being in the NBA Finals, uh, other than the fact that they have the best player in the world on their team. Jordan couldn't do that. Jordan had to have teammates. Jordan had to have well, he had to have Kerr. He had to have Pippen. I really, he had I really to have the cast of characters. Cartwright. I, I just don't like the comparisons. I, personally, not just because I'm a Bulls guy. I just feel like it's totally unfair to compare anybody to Jordan in any shape or form. Because he's that messianic. The greatest. Yeah. Um, I, you know, everybody's legacy grows over time, and and Jordan's just seems to be growing by leaps and bounds the longer he's out of the league. Uh, you know, and, and obviously he did something very, very special. He won, uh, he he won six championships in eight years, and, and the two that you know were were the, in between those championship runs, he wasn't even playing basketball. Right, but so, don't we fault Jordan for that though? Because if it's if the if what has been said for so long is true that he had to leave instead of getting suspended for the gambling or whatever he was doing, don't we fault? Doesn't that hurt his legacy then? No, because I don't believe those rumors. I think I think oh, that's I, all crap. 100%. I think they're hundred percent true. I think I it's that. all crap. Okay. I, I, I you know you know the six years in a row that he played in the NBA, he won a championship. <laughs> that's pretty stellar. That's pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, but it took the players around him to do that. You know, they couldn't, for a the while, they couldn't get over the hump at Cleveland. Right. Then they couldn't get over Detroit. You know, I mean, right. if you look at what LeBron's done, especially, I think, to me, if he if he takes Cleveland to the championship this year with this team, you know, you can forget talking about the three that he lost. I think it puts him a lot closer to Jordan than he's ever been. I, I well, agree with Mo. I agree with Mo a little bit. Um just just because you look at this team compared to other championship teams and quite possibly would be the worst I've ever seen win a championship. Yeah. And the fact that he has this team playing this well without their stars, you know, without both of them other than LeBron, I, I, it's more than commendable. And like and and I have to agree with Mo as well with his motivation. That that his motivation is proven that he can win without Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh even though I seen I seen a meme already that said LeBron can only win a finals game with Dwayne Wade in the building because remember Dwayne Wade was the analyst or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that cracked me up. But 
but that is that is his secret motivation. Like, you know what? I don't need guys like that. I could do it on my own. I don't have Kevin Love or Kyrie Irving right now, but I'll do it on my own. I'm LeBron James, and I'm going to keep this team competing, and I'm going to bring a championship home to my Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, you know, the, the sad thing is is that I think we all real, realistically realize that this is uh, this is going to be a Golden State Warrior championship. And then it's just that much closer for Cleveland. But then again, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride kind of thing. <laughs> and then, and then, and, and then uh, you know, there's just even more pressure with a one-year-old LeBron James next year, no matter what they do with that roster with Kevin Love. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe next year, maybe in the off season, they can they can pull off some moves uh, to make it a deeper team than it is. They they made some great moves this year, or they wouldn't be in the finals. Uh, so maybe they make some moves next year, but still, there's going to be that much more pressure on LeBron since he went home to win that mm-hmm. championship if they fall short this year, and he knows that too. Oh yeah, absolutely, more pressure than ever, you know. But I honestly, I think that he will not have any more pressure than he will this season. I think this season will be the most pressure he's ever had, and that's because he's came, He's came. you know, he came this far. Yeah. He came this far. He, they made all that noise in off season, bringing in Kevin Love with that huge trade, trading away their number one overall pick. I think if he wins the championship this season, not not all, but most of the pressure is gone. Oh, you know, well, that's, that's fair, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter even if LeBron wins six titles before he's done. It's so hard to compare that era to LeBron's era now because everything's a foul. Everything's a flagrant foul. Back then, I mean, Jordan got murdered, you know, on his way to the basket. But Jordan and LeBron play different games. Depending on what, what you're trying to do, maybe I take LeBron first overall before I would pick Jordan because LeBron can play every position. I don't know that Jordan could effectively play every position now. It's just, it's a completely different game. And and would Jordan excel more now in this game? Would have LeBron have excelled uh, in, in that era? It, it's hard to compare them regardless of what happens anymore. Well, but what happens though, and, and everybody's got to agree on this one, DC Hendricks, Mo, uh, uh, that, you know, this is just adding to the legacy. And the way you have a legacy is to, is to have these, these, these situations and and LeBron has done another special special thing here and what he's done in these first two games and, and yes they could be up to zip when nobody thought they might have had a chance especially after Kyrie got out uh, got hurt in overtime in game one and, and it's like wow you know this just adds to his legacy he's building the legacy of how great a player he really is because how tough he's playing uh, with no help in this NBA Finals thus far. And, yeah, you're getting Mozgov stepping up or maybe a J.R. Smith will step up or, you know, somebody will step up night to night to kind of just have that surprise moment, which you need. Every team needs that. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shot Robert Ory is the is the poster child of that. But, but nevertheless, top to bottom, you know, LeBron is adding to his legacy because he's showing how unstoppable he could really be, even though everybody on the planet knows – uh, he's more often than not going to get the ball, especially as the clock's winding down. All right, hey, D.C., man, um, we're going to let you slide, brother, and we hope you enjoy game three tonight. Um, I think Steph's going to show everybody why he was MVP tonight. I think he's going to respond uh, very, 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 very exuberantly tonight. And uh, I know, Mo. I, I know you. You're not so sure about it, but uh, 
Uh, I don't think Cleveland's winning another game in this series. I really don't. Ooh, that's harsh. That's harsh. But you know, I, I'm for the most part I'm with Billy. You know, I'm, I'm expecting Curry to bounce back. You know, hopefully he can get it together. It's been a rough series. He didn't really perform that well in game one either. Still finished 26 points, but most of those from the free throw line. I'm expecting them to bounce back, and I think Golden State is going to make. You know, they're going to take control of this series again because they they really are the better team. You know, on on paper they are the better team. 67 wins in the regular season. You know, it, it's just LeBron was on fire. You know, he's taking his game to another level. But I'm expecting Stephen Curry, as I said, my bold prediction, 40 points. Golden State's going to take game three. Good stuff, D.C. We'll have you on again soon, pal. Yep. Thanks, right. Billy, for having me on. See you, Mo. Enjoy all game right. three, pal. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to get a break, and uh, we'll come back, finish up hour number one. Uh, and we're a little over an hour away from uh, the start of game three tonight in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. You can find us on Facebook as well. And uh, if you're listening at uh, the BSSportsShow.com, you found Blog Talk Radio. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, we're also on IndianaSportsRadio.com, uh, brand new home of Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, where you'll find the BS Sports Show amongst many other shows uh, between 7 and 9, Monday through Friday. Stick around back to wrap up our number one next on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. 
Ugh, I hate these big ass prices. prices. Sounds like you could use some big ass savings. I'd love some big ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big ass discount. Big ass discount. A discount. really big ass discount. Really big ass discount. Honey, this solves your big ass problem. Totally solves my big ass problem. Yeah, look at that big ass truck. And big ass man. Shop your way members get big ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. The BS Sports Show. You need to calm down. I mean, I'm not that excited about this show when they pay me. And we're back. Thank you very much. Uh, finishing up our number one, uh, anticipating game three of the NBA Finals tonight in Cleveland at the Q. Uh, Cleveland all in on what's going on, as you may expect, waiting for that elusive championship. Uh, and the deli counter in Cleveland. Uh, is not serving curry today. No curry today was the sign at the deli counter uh, in Cleveland. So uh, did, did you know uh, Steph Curry's real name is Wardell? Uh, I bet you that's his dad's name, too. I bet you he was Dell for short, and uh, uh, so that's why he went with Steph. Just just throwing that out there. But no curry today in Cleveland, brother. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're all in on this. saw a great piece, too, uh, Mo, on... Uh, Steph Curry and LeBron James being born in the same hospital four years apart. Did you know that in Akron? No, I did not know that. I knew they were both from Akron, but I didn't know that. But if you're Wardell, I mean, okay, that's that's a, a strange, you know, probably older person's name, but is Steph really better? Well, Steph Curry, it's it's a little bit more contemporary. It fits with the times better than Wardell. I mean, Wardell sounds like something from World War II or before. Uh, you know, at least there's Stephs and Stefan is, is is a more contemporary modern name. Uh, so I see why he does that. Maybe he just did it simply because, you know, his dad was Wardell. His dad was Dell. Uh, so he didn't want to be Dell Curry. You know, he didn't want the comparisons. He didn't want it. Uh, so, sometimes that happens. I, I, that's Kaylee Schrock. You know, Kaylee Schrock, that, I mean, that's a girl's name. Captain of the Comets. Kaylee, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm sure his mommy loved it, but that's that's a girl's name, and his dad's name is Lincoln, and he didn't want to be Lincoln like his dad, so he went with Kaylee, his middle name, instead. So a lot of times that happens too, but uh, just a little side note. It's ironic that uh, one hospital in Akron produced two NBA MVPs, and they're playing each other head-to-head in the NBA Finals right now. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and who brings that title back to Akron first? Steph Curry or, or LeBron yeah, James? I know Steph was uh, Steph was trolling a little bit the other night. Did you see that about? Hey, don't forget Akron. I'm uh, I'm from there too. You know. Yeah, I, I saw that, and and he was smart and got out. It, it makes you yeah. question sometimes the fact that he wanted to go back to Cleveland and Akron. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it it definitely gives Detroit a run for the money of of uh, an awful place to live, and Cleveland might lead it honestly, but it not a place that I'd want to be for much well, uh, an extended period of time. Joe Kim Noah is right. Who vacations in Cleveland? Yeah, well, and at least Detroit's had championships in all sports yeah. ex- except for the Lions since the Clevelands. Yeah. 
since Cleveland's last championship. So, so at least Detroiters uh, uh, have tasted championship success with the Red Wings, Pistons, and uh, and Tigers. But you know, I, you know, it, it would, it, yeah, it sucks enough to tell everybody I'm from Detroit. Uh, and, and I'd be even more depressed had my teams not won a championship in my lifetime. Uh, if I was from Cleveland, uh, there would not be a championship in my lifetime. <laughs> it's crazy. If you could, let me ask, if you could see the the Red Wings, the Tigers, and the Pistons all win another championship, or the Lions win one. Uh, see, yeah, I mean, times, or the Lions. No. Win. No, no, no. I mean, I, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a huge Lions fan, but I don't. I mean, I'm not like the rest of society that you know NFL is the king. No, no, no. Uh, I, I'm a fan of all my Detroit teams, almost equally, really. Uh, and I'm a fan of of all those sports, almost equally. Uh, so, you know, it, no, no. I wouldn't trade the championships in the other for the other three teams for one Lions win. No way. No, no how, no sir. So I would just could, love to see the I would love to see the Lions get in the mix somehow. That's all. So if you could see three more championships, each one for each of those teams, you wouldn't trade it for one line. I, whew, that'd be hard. No, that'd nope. be hard not to do. You know, here's the thing about it. You know, and I guess this makes me maybe admire LeBron more. He doesn't suck up to the Cleveland Browns. He still keeps the heart true to the team he likes. He still likes Dallas, and you know, and nobody likes it all well. Like he, he didn't want to align himself with a loser. And he kept true. He didn't. He doesn't act like he likes the Browns just because he's from there. I like that about him. Well, and 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 by the same token, you know, he also shouldn't, you know, just act like he doesn't give a crap about him either. I'm sure, I'm sure he probably doesn't ignore the Browns. I'm sure there's there's situations, but you know, I get what you're saying about him being a cowboy fan and being seen on the sideline and slapping high fives with Tony Romo. And yeah, I mean, I, I see that, and and uh, and that that to me that's cool. That makes him real. Uh, yeah. But but by the same token. Um, um, you know, I would hope he's not like you know a negative person when it comes to the other teams in town. I don't think that's the case. I think I think those Cleveland guys that they're all in the same boat. They all want to win that championship for Cleveland. You know, I've seen the Nick Fisher, uh, who's played with the Yankees. He's he's had success. Uh, I've seen Nick Fisher's promos talking about you know these Cavs and and their chance to win a championship, and and they're all trying to do the same thing. They're all just trying to endear themselves to Cleveland, and it would be absolutely stupid not to have some sort of camaraderie between the Indians and the Cavs and the Browns. Do you think, though, when you get a destination like Cleveland and you're Nick Swisher and you could go there and you could stay in New York for less money, you think it's a hard decision to take more money to go to Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I really yeah, think free agency in, some, in a lot of these sports has become about destination almost at times as much about what's going on with the team. I think a lot of it now has become destination. Definitely. Uh, but, see, Nick Swisher's thriving as the star in Cleveland, and I don't know that he was ever going to be the star in, in pinstripes for the Yankees. So, you know, you got that going. It's like Robinson Cano, you know. Uh, he's a bigger star on the Seattle Mariners than he was on the Yankees. Because right, but going to Seattle is not you, hard. You, you, it's a nice place. Cleveland's a dump. Yeah, ah, that's, I mean, you've that's got to live true. there. You know, you've got to live there, and you're right. If you can bring a championship there, you're a messiah there forever. But you've got to live in Cleveland, and there's not a lot of nice places in Cleveland. Well, I mean, there's good and bad everywhere. Um, you know, no, Cleveland isn't like a premier destination. I'm sick of hearing people talking about you know these premier destinations and things like that. You know what? If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, 
if you're making a million dollars or more a year at your job, like all these athletes we're talking about are doing, they can find a way to be happy in any city on any planet. You know what I mean? You can have a little bit of, you have a house with a little bit of Florida inside it if you want. Uh, you know, you don't even have to live there year round. You can jettison out when the season's over, and pretty much you're traveling all the time. Anyway, I'm not buying this uh, this uh, this nice place is where you have to live or you have to play. Uh, forget about that. It's about uh, that's your job. Uh, I know, but I think it's more prevalent now than ever that the destination is. You know, you know I think it's even going to be a bigger factor going forward is states that don't have a state income tax because that's another, you know, depending on your contract, that could be another eight, $8 million a year. I think it's a smarter move. I think it's a, it's a much more sage move from, for anybody, player, coach, whatever, to go to the situation, to not worry about where it is. Um, and, and, and I think someone's absolutely stupid to pass up an opportunity just because they don't like the city. <laughs> I just think that's absolutely immature. That's like buying a car because you don't like the color. Well, you know, and we've seen guys, especially in baseball, you know, block trades to to contending teams from uh, crappy teams. I remember, you know, what was it, 2011? Alfonso Soriano blocked a trade from the Cubs to the Giants. He could have won a, a World Series ring, but he didn't want to uproot his family and move them. You see it a lot. I mean, we see it more than maybe that we think. That, yeah, you know, and, guys, and John El and John El and John Elway wasn't an Indianapolis Colt. Uh, he would have passed over uh, football had he not gone to the Broncos or to a West Coast team. So he ends up in Denver. Yeah, I mean it's. It's it's not it's not terribly new. Some people want to handpick their destinations. Uh, I I'm more inclined to think it's uh, you know it's it better be the best situation. If somebody's paying me the most money, I'll go to Cleveland over Miami or Phoenix. Well, you know, and we saw it, and in, in you can think about these two franchises. How would their histories be different if Eli Manning doesn't force the trade to the Giants? And Philip Rivers is a Giants quarterback, and Eli Manning was in San Diego. How much different are the histories of those two franchises now over the past ten years? Yeah, you know, we, we, uh-huh. a lot. I mean, you know, maybe it's not as 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 ruthless as sometimes. Maybe it's a, uh, you know, I, that's why I think Kevin Love winds up back in Los Angeles. I, because if you're an athlete out there, your chances to do more things and be a Hollywood star, get on a reality show, whatever, you you have a lot more chances to do things in L.A. than if you're in Minnesota yeah. or Cleveland, you can be a bigger star. If you're not LeBron James. And you're you're a middle of the road guy. Would we be talking about Swaggy P if he didn't play for the Lakers? I mean, honestly, would we give a damn who Swaggy P was if he played for Minnesota? No, we wouldn't. So if you're a borderline NBA star, a place like Atlanta or like a L.A. or New York makes sense because you can make yourself a bigger name. He made himself a bigger name by being out there. Now he's getting married to Iggy Azalea, and, and we know who Swaggy P is. If he played for Minnesota or Atlanta, we wouldn't give a damn. I got news for you. I don't give a damn about anybody on the Lakers for the last couple of years. You know what I mean? They're irrelevant. Like, they're, they're irrelevant. You're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do know I do know what you're trying to say, but I think you're an absolute idiot, dumbass, if you don't go to your best situation, regardless of what city it is. You go to your best situation. But but uh, the idiots, the idiots, the idiots that are picking it on weather or star power or Hollywood over Midwest, you're an idiot. You know, right, then, then, then maybe that's why the Lakers suck. That Swaggy P cares more about being Swaggy P and marrying Iggy Azalea than he does about the Lakers winning basketball games. So right, we start talking about Cleveland, I, I'm though. tired of hearing about this crap. Is Cleveland a destination though? That, that that is a good situation? No, they suck in almost every sport. So it's not a good. I game. would go there. Right, I would but, go there to but, play with LeBron James over anywhere else. 
But, but we're talking about another sport, though. So let's say we talk about the baseball. If if you're going there just because they're paying you more, then aren't you doing it the wrong way too? Aren't you going there just for the money and not, you know, I mean, how is that different than going there for a the location? If you're going for the most money and it's not a good situation, you know, with a team that can contend, doesn't that make it just as wrong if you're going there to take the money? No. Um, how it not? No. Because everybody's about trying to make themselves the best they can be. Everybody's trying to improve their own situation. That's that's the American dream, buddy. The survival of the fittest. The uh, uh, the, uh, the democracy that we live in. You always want to improve your situation. Uh, you know, in an idealistic world, you'll take less money to have a better chance at winning. Uh, but sometimes you won't. Sometimes you'll say. Nope, I'm just going to take the payday and ride out my career, and if we win, great. If we don't, great. Uh, or I'll take less money to go to Miami. I, I'm telling you, from my perspective, those guys that worry about location over other aspects are idiots. Uh, and uh, those guys uh, that go only for the money are idiots. you got to go to your best situation, wherever it is, whatever city it is. You know, I mean, I mean, everybody would probably love to be drafted by the L.A. Lakers or the Miami Heat or the or the Boston Celtics or you know a storied franchise. But sometimes, sometimes you got to go to Oklahoma City, or sometimes you got to go to Indianapolis, or sometimes you got to go to uh, Godforsaken Minnesota, where the ice never thaws even in July. You know, I you just got to do it if if you want your best situation. You're right. I mean, but, you know, the difference in money just because of state income tax between Florida with none and how high it is in California, that can make a difference if you're making, you know, uh, the lower end of the NBA scale. We'll really find out what's important in another year when Kevin Durant is a free agent. Does he stay in Oklahoma City? Because if he goes to New York or if he goes to L.A., regardless of those are both horrible situations right now, he has a chance to get in that rarefied air of LeBron James, Tiger Woods, and that mega star because that big city – will make him a bigger star, even though the teams are horrible. So I guess we'll yeah. see what's important. He's about the next big one that's ready to go. Does he make the choice to stay in Oklahoma City and stay loyal in a decent situation, or does he go to one of those two horrific teams in L.A. or in New York to become a megastar? Well, we'll see. I mean, we know that Chris Bosh uh, took the max deal to stay in Miami, and that was a great move for Chris Bosh. Probably he'll never win another championship in Miami, but it was probably the best move for Bosh monetarily and location-wise. He's already there. And Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony stayed in New York because why? That's where the most money was. And he knew he wasn't going to have a chance to win squat this year, and that was obviously very, very evident as the season panned out. But he had the most money to stay in New York, so he did. A lot of times they'll go for the most money. I can't blame a guy for that, for trying to get the most money he can to do what he does for a living. I would try to do that. You would try to do that. Anyone would try to do that. It's human nature to try to do that. It's just scary when you're seeing these guys talking about $115, $120 million deals because you and I aren't talking that kind of bread, brother. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, you and I could buy a, you know, a house for the price of a VCR in Cleveland. Imagine what $120 million buys in Cleveland. Jimmy, yeah, exactly, you exactly. King tomorrow if you wanted to be in exactly. Cleveland. Let's get a break in. Hour number two is going to get underway next. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show on Twitter. I'm at Billy Elvis. At BS Sports, the fan is how you find the show. Uh, there's Facebook pages for us as well, Mo Radio Show, Billy Elvis, and the BS Sports Show. Uh, and we thank you very much for tuning in. More on the NBA Finals tipping off in about an hour. More on the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, the Madhouse on Madison crew disappointed last night. 
uh, and a whole lot more on this Tuesday edition. Uh, stick around. It's the BS Sports Show. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and road trips and the scenic route and swimming and weekly car washes and making connections and unexpected speed dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from the Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal. Broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. 
It's the BS Sports Show. This man is hanging by a string. I, I think that he is a, a borderline psychotic at this point. Welcome back. Thanks for the time. And uh, we appreciate it. Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, BS Sports Show. Uh, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports the Fan. Uh, bottom of the fourth inning, one nothing Tigers, Mo. Uh, Damn in it. Detroit, in Detroit against the uh, Cubbies. Uh, John Lester on the Hill, who hasn't had uh, a great start to his tenure, uh, who hasn't had a great start to his uh, tenure as a, as a Cubby. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, he, he doesn't do well against the Tigers uh, in his uh, run in the American League as well, which includes playoffs with the Red Sox and uh, last year with the uh, Oakland A's. Uh, the guy in, in the majors... Uh, with the best batting average at him at over 500 is Miguel Cabrera, and uh, Miggy drove in that first run and is two for two against John Lester so far. Uh, early on in this game at Comerica Park, just giving you an update what's happening in that game between the Cubbies, interleague play, uh, and the Detroit Tigers. Last uh, We were talking, um, uh, the, the Cubs did play in Detroit a series in 2009, uh, and the Tigers swept those games. Yeah, of course. Of course they did. Why would <laughs> That was 2009. Yeah, it could have been last year just as well, you know. Here's the thing. You know, I'm not going to let you rain on my Cubs parade this year. We're still relevant in June. That's all I can ask for. All right? I yeah, mean, that's true. Really, that's really, true. We've mathematically eliminated from any kind of postseason contention for the year, the next year already. So it's I'm happy, you know. And here's the thing uh, about it. They're, they're not a team you can make fun of anymore. I mean, they're a respectable team. Well, what about uh, Soriano being added to the bullpen, huh? Uh, what is he, 70? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, possibly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's got, he's got the arm strength of Justin Verlander at this point. Um, uh, no, they're 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 showing you what that shows you also is that they're a team that's sure. contending and they're making moves to improve, uh, as opposed to the Cubs in past years that were making moves to just get rid of payroll. Yeah, you know, and the thing about it is, is, is people were happy when Theo got there, and then I think they got a little anxious pretty quick. You know, when the Cubs traded Andrew Kashner, who's a hard throwing pitcher to San Diego for. For uh, uh, Anthony Rizzo, people are like, what in the hell, man? You know, we had a, a decent first baseman at that point. And uh, what a bargain and what a trade they got now. You know, and, and Theo traded away guys that people liked, Jeff Samarja, and, and he got the right pieces in place. The Cubs have always been willing to just, you know, have their, their farm system barren. But, I mean, the Cubs have got players for days down there. I mean, they've got pieces to move. They, they're like the Yankees were when they were so stocked with that farm system that they just absolutely pillaged to make those championship teams a few years back. But Cubs are stocked, man. It, uh, it could be a scary few years for the National League. And that's why I know that there should be uh, optimism for uh, Cubs fans. And, you know, that's how you build a great major league team, great farm system. You know, you don't you have much more success when you're growing that talent, and then you have that talent in the minors uh, that you can use for either trades to improve your, your team as you're making a stretch run, uh, whatever the case may be. But starting at the farm system and working your way up to the parent club, uh, that's the way it's done with success. We've seen it uh, uh, now with the Cubbies, of course. Everybody's got eyes on Theo Epstein and how he's built that team from uh, the farm system up. And uh, that's been the success for the Royals. Uh, that's uh, a team that's been built from within via the farm system. And now, all of a sudden, a cellar dweller is is one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, you know, and the thing about it is, is that I think the reason, though, that the Cubs fans are still, you know, hesitant is because, let's be honest, it's the Cubs. They can screw up a good thing. They've done that before. 
you know, yeah. and maybe it's different now that, that Theo Epstein's there, but the ownership of the Cubs, it makes you, it makes you nervous. You know, when Tribune Company owned it, they kind of just let the, whoever the general manager and the president of baseball do their thing. And now that the Ricketts are trying to be so hands-on, I, it's very possible that this could get screwed up, you know. And, and I think that's why Cubs fans are hesitant because that's all we've known is things get screwed up. The Cubs up 3-1 on the Marlins, getting ready to go to the World Series. Things get screwed up when you're a Cubs fan. Yeah. Well, you know, and so far it hasn't been that way. So far it feels like Theo Epstein's got uh, full control of all player personnel moves. And, yes, there's been some head scratchers, but I think Theo keeps saying, uh, hey, hang tight, everybody. I've got I've got a game plan here. That's why Samarj is gone. But I've got a game plan with what's been built. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just human nature for the Cubs to want success sooner than later. Uh, you know, and, and if they do find ultimate success this year, a playoff run, uh, a deep playoff run, even maybe a World Series appearance, dare I say, then great. But, I, you know, I think it's Cubs fans that are expecting or hoping for that more than even Theo is at this point in time, because I think he's still in that building mode. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing about it. Here's how bad the Cubs screw things up. It's not just on the field. It's front office, too. Back around 2003, 2004, 2005, Cubs had a vice president uh, uh, named John McDonough, who they wouldn't promote. They had a, an awful, uh, you know, they didn't have a, a they had, I think Andy McPhail was the president of the team at that point, and they wouldn't promote this cat, right? And so you know where he went? He went to the Chicago Blackhawks. He's still the president of the Blackhawks to this day, and how much success have the Blackhawks had since he took over? Holy hell. Yeah. They can't yeah. even do it right in the front office. Yeah, and, you know, you never know when you're going to find that right chemistry, that right mix, and and sometimes teams are just destined to, uh, to, to, to underachieve, and, and things derail them uh, for whatever reason, no good reason, like the Lions, like the Cubs. Yeah, there's been some bad moves, but there's also been a lot of bad luck, injuries and the like, coming in to uh, derail those teams when they've gotten close yeah. to, 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 to to reaching success. Or or Steve Bartman, in the most bizarre case of all, with regard to the Cubs. But you, uh, that, that's hardly the reason they did. That's hardly the reason they didn't meet, beat the Marlins that series. But that's just something that stands out. Right. You get you get Greg Maddox who wins his first Cy Young in 1990 in Chicago. Then you're like, nah, you know what? Let's let him go. And then he wins all. He becomes a Hall of Famer in Atlanta, and he comes back to Chicago to win his 300th game. It's just it's it's stupid moves like that. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. All right, now it's three nothing uh, Tigers. Bottom of the fourth inning, uh, still batting with two outs uh, in Detroit against the Cubs. I I, I just love uh, those two teams. I, I think a World Series with the Tigers and Cubs would be just. Uh, ideal for me. It, it, it would be my favorite World Series. I think it would be the most awesome World Series I could imagine. And and, and maybe maybe any American League team would want to say the same thing, that they would love to play the Cubs. They would like to be that team that sees the Cubs in the World Series, you know, after the long, long, long drought. Maybe that's just part of it. If you take your fandom out of it, though, is a Boston Cubs series more intriguing for baseball? Um, Or Cubs-Yankees? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, anytime the Yankees are involved, now you're talking about you know the world's most popular franchise. Not just this world, but the entire world's most popular I mean, franchise. This area, Detroit, Chicago, would be awesome. But overall, for yeah. health of baseball, I mean, Detroit's a storied franchise too. I think sometimes people just forget that because they, after they won that in '84, they kind of, you know, they hit a slump for a while of, of bad teams. I think people forget how good that team was. And and uh, and they arguably uh, have one of the top five baseball players of all time that ever played for them in sure. Ty Cobb. Um, so, yeah, the history's there. Uh, just n- not that 
not as much success as like the Yankees. Uh, no, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about great series, you want historic franchises. Uh, so you, you can't go wrong with any of the historic franchises in mind. To me, uh, like the world's worst World Series is like the Marlins versus the uh, pick any newer uh, Seattle. You know, uh, just some of the new teams w- w- without any of that history. Uh, to me, that's just snoozer snooze fest for me. Yeah, I think of recent history, the worst World Series that I can remember thinking back on was '05, the the uh, Astros and the White Sox. That was horrible. It was a sweep by the White Sox, but that was it yeah. was all. Two teams that nobody other than those cities really cared about, you know. So it, there was just no drama. Nobody really gave a damn about either one of those teams. I think that's probably the worst World Series thinking back right now that I'm like, yeah, that's horrific. Yeah, and and when you get those storied franchises in a World Series, whether it's the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cardinals, you know, those are amongst the storied uh, successful franchises in history. Then you're you're going to have ultimate success as far as. Um, widespread interest. Um, but to me, I mean, you know, I thought last year's World Series was phenomenal, man. We had two teams that probably had no business even being in the World Series, in the World Series, and they uh, both were, you know, cardiac kids and both had stellar performances and both had their own, you know, drama in their own right, whether it's the bullpen of the Royals or whether it was the ridiculous performance of Madison Bumgarner. Uh, we got a great World Series from, you know, two markets that, are hardly two of the biggest, you know, baseball franchises, uh, you know, in popularity. San Francisco's been there every other year, uh, but, you know, they've got the Barry Bonds and the Willie Mays legacy, and then they go back to New York as the Giants. I get all that, but it's San Francisco now, It's and especially Kansas City, you know. (laughs) Now you're talking about maybe a market that not too many people care about, Outside of Missouri. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is that you're right. We had a great World Series, but it didn't do anything for baseball because it was two teams that generally nobody cares about. And so, you know, you remember the the night LeBron returned home, his first game back in Cleveland, it killed the World Series game. What, what was that game five or game six, whatever it was? You know, it, it killed that game, and uh, or maybe it was even an NBA preseason game. But you know, the fact that we had a great World Series that a lot of people didn't see because they didn't care. About those teams, and it's, I mean that's sad for baseball, you know, because nobody nobody gave a damn really. So it was one of the lowest drawing World Series uh, of all times, television wise, and people could have been experienced to some great baseball, but nobody cared about it. Yeah, and that's and that's the sad part, you know. I mean, uh, I, I thought uh, you know it, it was going to be a situation where people would just really jump on board those Kansas City Royals, you know that. That was that was almost like a worst to first kind of scenario, and the way they got to the World Series, right? They but had to if, they had they, they had to win that one game playoff, and then didn't look back and, and kept surprising teams along the way, all the way to the World Series. But if they play a big market team at that point, if they played St. Louis, or if they played you know a historic franchise, you're right. I think people didn't care about it, and I think that at that point they would have jumped on that bandwagon. But but since they were playing the Giants, and nobody really cared, and this was the third time we've seen the Giants in five years. I think that's what hurt it. You know, if they if they played the Mets or the Cardinals or one of those historic franchises, I think that you're right. I, I think it draws huge. I think it's more about the stars. Uh, I don't think it's as much about, you know, Oklahoma City. Come on. It's a crap market. It's probably the crappiest market 
uh, of all sports markets in all sports. <laughs> I mean, the only thing in Oklahoma is steers and well, you know what I'm you know what I'm getting at. But but my point is is that they can draw interest because they have star power in Kevin Durant and and, and Russell Westbrook and 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 the problem with the Royals in the World Series is people are like, who the hell are these guys? They may have heard of big game James Shields because of his years with the Rays. They may have heard of Eric Hosmer, uh, Hosmer, the the token, uh, the the token Kansas City player in the All Star game because they have to send somebody from every team. Uh, but nobody knew any of those guys. They they were no names. That's the biggest. You always want a World Series with star power. You want the. And maybe that's why it's always good with the Yankees, not so much because they're the storied franchise. But, you know, in the past we were talking A-Rod and Jeter and, and, and you know, and before that, Mantle and, and, and Maris. And, you know, you, the big names are what helps make a World Series big. The Cardinals have given us some great World Series, too. But there's not too many. I mean, Albert Pujols was their last big, big, big star player name, you know. I mean, they got. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting the Cardinals because uh, Holiday's a great player, and they've got awesome pitching, Wainwright, and uh, but you know, star power is what was lacking last year for the Kansas City Royals had, to help them draw in everybody. Had the Dodgers made it to the World Series against them, had Clayton Kershaw been able to get off the Schneid against the St. Louis in the playoffs, had the Dodgers made it with that star power, you're right. I think that the people jump on the bandwagon then of Kansas City and they care about it. But since they were playing yeah. the Giants, I don't think anybody cared. Yeah, I, I think I think if the Yankees can get back to, I think a Yankees Dodgers World Series is probably the, the epitome the epitome World Series. You got the two biggest markets, uh, and and no doubt they will be loaded with big name stars. Uh, if, if, and if that happens, and, give a middle finger to the Yankees. Do the Dodgers wear a Brooklyn Dodgers jersey when they play away at the Yankees at during a World Series? If that happens, just to give them kind of a little. I would hope so. I would I would oh, hope God. that that uh, and I'm sure uh, you know you would find it on the merch table somewhere outside the stadium. You definitely would. You know. yeah, we have a we have a Twitter question since we're talking about baseball and thanks for chiming in. Uh, let's see what's your Twitter handle. Uh, T Dodson eighteen wants to know if there's a pitcher in baseball that you wouldn't want to get hit by, who would it be? Uh, any of those freaks that throw a hundred and some uh, maybe uh, maybe Araldis. Uh, any of those guys that throw over 100 miles an hour, I don't want. I don't want to get hit by any of those guys because I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would feel the difference between uh, a 92 mile an hour fastball and a 105 mile an hour fastball. I think they would both hurt equally uh, as much. Uh, but I'm going to go with a 100 mile an hour flamethrower. You know what freaked me out is that cat who uh, threw from both sides of the mound the other day. If I get hit by him right handed once and he was throwing left handed next time I got there, it would freak me out. It would just yeah. absolutely freak. Or get get hit by Jim Abbott. That yeah, freaked me. I pissed yeah. me off because I would feel like I couldn't charge him out against him. Like, you know, yeah, it yeah. ate crime. Yeah, well, you know, how many people tried to bunt on Jim Abbott, and he, he proved that he was okay at handling the bunt, and it was pretty amazing to watch. But uh, jerkwads tried to test Jim Abbott back in the day, you know, the pitcher with the one hand who had to flop the glove from one side to the next after he threw the ball. Uh, he was pretty adept at those at those uh, little bunts to the mound, and uh, and but they, but they tried to test him. Um, good stuff, man. Talking baseball, but... We're going to get back to the NBA. We haven't talked any Stanley Cup. We'll do that next, and then uh, we'll okay. also save some time before we uh, end the show tonight getting into Game 3 in the NBA Finals. So uh, we appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, I'm uh, Billy Elvis on Twitter. At Mo Radio Show is how you find Mo Time on Twitter, BS Sports Show 
uh, on Facebook and at BS Sports the Fan on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we're going to be back uh, with a whole lot yet to get to on this Tuesday night show with you weeknights from 7 to 9. It's the BS Sports Show. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygaggity for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop mm-hmm. Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A discount. really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves cool. my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and Road Trips and the Scenic Route and Swimming and Weekly Car Washes and Making Connections and Unexpected Speed Dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? Fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal. Broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekday from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clark, they want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. more than just a show. It's life itself. It is everything. It's the BS Sports Show. Alright, so for the first time this Stanley Cup playoff, the Blackhawks have lost two games in a row. And uh, so I guess smart money would, would, would be that they probably wouldn't lose three in a row, but 
Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how surprised were you by the outcome of last night's game, Mo? Uh, once the Blackhawks got up, I was surprised that they let the the Lightning tie it up and then let them win. But you know, if you remember coming home from Anaheim after they took a, a game out there, game two out there, they lost the first game coming back home as well, and it didn't phase them. You know, they went they took the series seven games, one two in the row at the end, and so maybe with another team, I would be worried, but. With the Blackhawks after after dropping uh, Game Three in the Western Conference Finals, I, I think they're all right. You know, I think the ironic thing is is that the game that they played the worst in, they won because <laughs> right. they they played good last night. They they played good in Game Two. They played good last night in Game Three. Uh, they they didn't play good until they stole that Game One. Uh, so they play lousy and they win. They play great in Games Two and Three and they lose. Uh, that's just indicative of the the crazy nature of the of the Stanley Cup Finals. That's for sure. Well, the difference is though is that Corey Crawford kept that game close in yeah. the uh, in Game One, and in Games Two and Three, he's let routine goals that should be routine stops go by, and it makes me wonder does does Joel Quinville how long does he wait to shake it up, or does he shake it up? You know, you talked about uh, a couple of times now how how fragile you know goalies are, like kickers. So does he mm-hmm. does he shake it up? But if Crawford can make amazing saves, but he's have letting too many, you know, just routine ones go by at some point, don't you make that change? Because your offense is playing good. Yeah. Um, no, Corey Crawford, uh, you, maybe you make that change if uh, the Blackhawks lose game four. Right. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't do that change in game four. You don't. Corey Crawford's played uh, a very good hockey game against a very good offensive team. And he's had lapses, but for the most part, he's been pretty tight in that. Yeah, I just it, it what would bother me. It's not that I, it, it bothers me that he's letting routine ones go by. If I'm if I'm Joel Quinville, you know what I mean. It, it bothers me that it's not the hard saves. I mean, you know, there's been some ridiculously uh, that first goal in Tampa Bay, that one with the, where he was screened and the guy just flipped it backwards with his stick. You know, how do you stop that? But when you're letting routine ones go by that you should get, that's what would bother me if I'm Joel Quinville at this point. It would make me consider it right at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, you really gotta, you really gotta be very careful. I mean, it's, uh, this, this is, this is not like pitcher. This is not like relief pitchers where you just pull the trigger at, at, at a whim, man. You, you got to be very, very careful about what you do to your goaltender. You, you pretty much got to go with the horses to get you. They're going to have their ups and downs. It's just, I mean, it's the same reason why you don't bench Steph Curry because he he missed all those shots last night. That's <laughs> just, you know, you you got to keep going with your horses, man. And maybe the more likely scenario is that he shakes up that first line again with Taze and Kane and moves Marion Hosa back up to that first line because I think it's an imperative that Chicago scores first in Game Four. I don't think you can let Tampa score first again. Uh, so maybe maybe the shakeup comes in that in that first line where Pedro Kane drops back to that second one and Marion Hosa moves back up into his slot like they did in in the third period in game two. Yeah, I mean again maybe that's something to think about. I mean uh, Chicago had a lot of chances they just they just weren't putting it in the net. I mean they were hitting some posts, uh, they were moving the puck well amongst each other, uh, shaking up the lines a little bit. Yeah, I mean there's maturity on uh, on that roster enough to handle something like that. You got to find the right chemistry, uh, and yeah, I'm with you. They, they got to come out uh, w- with a greater sense of urgency here in Game Four. That's for sure than they did in Game Three, uh, because you know, as we talk, sometimes that sometimes that road team, uh, when a series shifts to a new venue, plays with a little bit more urgency because they know they're on the road, and sometimes there's a, 
uh, a false sense of comfort with the home team because they're home. And, and I think there was a little bit of that last night. Well, and you're right. And we talked about the path that Tampa's taken uh, to get to the Stanley Cup final uh, through Detroit, Montreal, and the, and the Rangers. And I think the last thing you want to do is let Tampa Bay get any more confidence. That's the worst thing you can do. If they come out and score first in game four, that could be the one that, you know, we haven't seen Chicago buckle to the pressure much. But if Tampa comes out and gets the first goal in game four and they're just oozing with confidence in, I think that's, that, that could be the, the nail in the coffin for Chicago, even though it would still be early. I think that could, that could do it. I said it before, I'll say it again. I've seen enough of these Blackhawks to know that they're not going to get they're not going to roll over because they lost game three at home. They're not going to roll over at all. I'm not done. This series is going seven, uh, is what I was about to finish saying. Uh, Chicago does not roll over. This series is going seven, and Corey Crawford stays in the net. That's just my theory I, on this one. I don't, think they go, I don't think they roll over, but I think you don't want to give Tampa any more confidence at this point. I think that would yeah. be detrimental to Chicago. Not that they would roll over. But I think that if, if Tampa scores first in game four, then two, I think those young guys are oozing with so much confidence at that point that maybe Chicago can't overcome it. Not that they would give up. I just don't think that they can overcome it if you let this team get any more confident than they are right now. Well, I mean, it would almost be impossible to be more confident than they are because that's a pretty confident Tampa Bay Lightning squad. Uh, we talked about their path to where they are right now. Uh, and, yes, they're playing uh, the dynasty in, in the Chicago Blackhawks, but they've played some pretty pretty good teams and gotten by some pretty good teams already to get where they are. So their confidence is oozing. Uh, you know, think about it. They, they blow game one on their own ice. Yeah. And, and and come back, storm back, and take the next two. No, they they've got plenty of confidence. Those Tampa Bay Lightning, and they didn't and they didn't they didn't roll over when they were down in the game at the Madhouse on Madison last night either, and came back and got the win. Well, I think it was huge too for Bishop, their goalie, to to be able to overcome his injury from Game Two and playing the game last night. I, when you've got a goalie that big behind you, I think it gives your guys uh, a chance to play a little more loose, a little more reckless. You know, if you're if you're, uh, you know, like Corey Crawford was playing in game one in that first period, it gave the Chicago guys a chance to take a few more chances because you knew your goalie was just making amazing saves. you got a guy who's 6-7 in the net. You can take a few extra chances. You can lunge at a puck that maybe you normally wouldn't because you've got a monster in net. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think size has anything to do with it. I think it's about riding the hot goalie, riding the confident good goalie. And, uh, you know, the Comets had to play against a guy that was like the shortest goalie I've ever seen uh uh, for the Toledo walleye. I'd never seen a goalie that short. I, I don't believe his eyes met the crossbar. Uh, he was that short. So what are you thinking? You're thinking you can go over his shoulder the whole game. Well, guess what? You couldn't because what he lacked in height, he made up for in quickness and in glove speed and in hand speed and in overall speed. And I think the bigger you are, you know, it, it's all physics. You know, the bigger you are, you're, you're just not going to have the, the same kind of reflexive moves. Uh, bigger dudes are just not as fast. It's physics. So it's more about, forget about his height. Just he, He's a competent, damn good goaltender uh, that, that makes all the difference. And when you're in this stage of the game, when you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, it's largely about who's got the hot goaltender. And, uh, and a lot of times, you know, the goaltender – uh, can make or break you, uh, can can pick you up when your team isn't doing well, like Corey Crawford did in game one for the Blackhawks and no, kept him in it. You can shoot over and, a guy's uh, shoulder if he's smaller, you know? You can shoot over his shoulder. He's got to get there to get it. When you take a shot at, uh, at, 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 the, at Bishop, 
you could hit him in the shoulder. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't have to move as fast because he's got body covering up those spots. There's a lot less shooting area for the, the Chicago players. You know, as you mentioned earlier, that they had a lot of shots on goal. They just couldn't get in because he takes up a lot of damn space. Yeah, well, um, I, I'm just not by. I mean, I remember somebody saying, why don't they find some big sumo-ass guy, put skates on him, and just make him clog the net? Oh, find the guys, fattest, yeah. find the fattest son of a bitch you can find, and have him just cork the net, and then no shots getting in. Seriously, you could do that. I've seen those shows. I've seen those reality shows. The Biggest Loser and crap. People in there over seven hundred pound, thousand pound people. Stick one of them thousand pound tubelards in the net, and you could never get a goal in. How's that theory? No, I'm just saying, but this guy, I mean, I, I watch him more up there. The guy's down there on the ground, on the ice doing splits. I mean, this guy's very athletic, very, you know, you know he's got a lot of range. Maybe he's a little slower than a, a smaller guy, but he's very athletic, and it's, I think it's a completely different thing. But he's, when he's in the net, there's a lot less area to shoot. I think that makes a difference. I really do. And, and maybe it doesn't in the physics of it, but what if it gets in your head? That is like, God dang, man, last round, you know, Anaheim's goalie was 6'2". It can get in your it can get in your head just as much as it can whether the physics are involved or not. I know they're mm-hmm. professional, make a lot of money, but it can get in your head. Well, I mean, it comes down to goaltending, regardless of your size. It just comes down <laughs> to you know who's going to be the better goaltender and who's going to stop the shots. Because so at least we both know, agree the, differently. <laughs> uh, because you know the five two guy can be the better goalie than the six seven guy all day long, uh, in my mind. Here's something from Twitter. This is funny, uh, and I don't, I can't read their uh, their uh, uh, handle on air because it's not it's not right. It's funny, but it's not right. Uh, they say, "I can't believe you two are arguing the same point just differently." We're both arguing that it's all about goaltending, just in a different, and disagreeing with it and how it's about goaltending. That's, well, that's right. we have that inane ability to argue the same point differently. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> find it absolutely impossible to believe that just because you're taller, you have an advantage. No, you still got to be good. Uh, so I don't know where, where the hype comes into play. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, tomorrow, an award-winning journalist, Blake Sebring, is on the show. We can ask him. He's an award winner. He's got to know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, because, like I said, regardless of anybody's height, how big they are, you, there's still plenty of openings for that puck to find. Uh, high, low, uh, left, right, up, down. The idea is to catch the goalie off guard, uh, no matter how tall or short he is. And that's not easy to do when these guys got their uh, eyes on that puck. But uh, I guess you know uh, there's some some val- validity to your point, but I just don't know that we want to spend this much time on it. <laughs> As we wrap up goaltending, do you think? And to me, it feels like it's like a form of cheating, even though it's not. It, when you got a guy down there just shielding the goaltender. Doesn't that feel like it's almost unfair, like it's a form of cheating, but even though it's legal, doesn't it almost feel unfair that guys can shield the goaltender? I mean, in that you're taking away the one thing he has is trying to see to react to stuff? No, because that's that's one of the key roles of the defender is to keep uh, to keep that guy in there from chicken, uh, 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 being there to redirect a puck in front of him and to shield the goalie. Uh, your job as a defender is to get that guy out of that crease. And, uh, you know, you'll see it all the time. Defenders will get pulled off the ice if they're not doing a good job keeping that crease clear and keeping the vision clear for the goalie. Uh, so, no, not not at all. It's it's an important part of the game for the defender to get out there and get that guy out of there so the goalie can see what's going on. And it's also important for the defenders not to screen their own goalie themselves, which right. happens quite a bit. I think we saw a fight between uh, 
Comet goaltender Nick Boucher, who's had his jersey number retired now, but back in the day, Nick Boucher got into a fight with Kevin Bertram because Bertram was screening him the whole game, and and, and they got they dropped gloves and, and teammates fought up in uh, well, it was either Kalamazoo or Grand Rapids, I can't remember, but it was a hilarious story. But it was all about you know the defender uh, not giving his goalie a field of vision. And that may be one of the coolest hockey stories of all time. What I know, I love happen, it. You know, what other sport could that possibly happen? And, you know, a pitcher can't go out and throw at his own teammate batting. You know, what other sport could that happen other than hockey when you drop close with your own teammate? That is all. I mean, that makes me love hockey even more. Thank you for that sharing that story. Yeah, and it's awesome too. Um, just because it just shows you the fierceness of the competitiveness That's that awesome. earned Nick Boucher uh, his jersey number being retired and hung at the top of the Raptors <laughs> because, you know. Uh, in my mind, you know, we talk about the quarterback being the most important position in sports. Well, right. if that holds true, the quarterback uh, of a hockey team is more often than not the goaltender. He's seeing everything that's going on, and he's always on the ice. Uh, the centermen, well, you know, they, 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 they run in shifts, so it's not always the centermen. Uh, I'm giving it the goaltenders, the quarterback of hockey. Just like the catcher's the quarterback in baseball. He's the guy in charge of a baseball team. And uh, the goalie in soccer is. So, you know, and the point guard in basketball. You know, you, you, there's that there's that equivalent of the most important player, the, the, the leader on the floor, if you will. Um, and, and and that's the goaltender in hockey. Is it weird? Is it strange, though? Because in every other sport, a lot of times those are the biggest stars. And in hockey, they're usually not. It's usually a, an offensive guy or a center that's usually the biggest stars. Isn't it strange that... A guy who's that important and basically the quarterback of his team, like you said, isn't it strange that in hockey the goalie's not usually the biggest star? Yeah, yeah, no. But you think about some of those great teams, and that's where the Blackhawks are really kind of uh, an anomaly because you know let's go back to those great Colorado Avalanche teams, man. You you had Patrick Waugh and 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 those great Red Wings teams. You had Dominic Hasek in uh, in that, and, and you you know you had you had. You had Hall of Famers in net on on some of those great teams we Brent think of Stewart. in the past in hockey, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what makes this Blackhawk team such an anomaly because you know they've been scratching their head about goaltending for about ten years, but uh, don't look now they've also won a few Stanley Cups along the way too. Well, yeah, they won their first Stanley Cup with Nikolai Hobby-Bullen, and then they let him go. Yeah, they, I know. Go out of t- get out of town. They bring in Corey Crawford. You know, and, and, and you know, and maybe maybe it was because of. You know, everything's so offensive now. But, you know, when you think back a lot to the, those Edmonton Orioles teams of the 80s, you, know, you think about Messier, you think about Gretzky. A lot of times you don't think about Grant Fuhrer, who was as big a part of those championship teams as anybody, if not the biggest. But right. they don't used to be the biggest stars. And, and maybe it's because their face is fully covered. I don't know. But and maybe it's because we're all about offense. It just seems strange that in every other sport, normally the quarterback of the team is usually the biggest star. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they're, when you're making the big play, uh, yeah. That's usually the one that's going to get the uh, uh, the highlights, you know. And, and 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 not often does a does a great save, you know, make the Sports Center top ten. Oh, it will. You'll see Sports Center top ten plays include, you know, great stops in net. Uh, but, in the comments this year. But not often. Usually, it's more often that great behind the back no look pass and uh, and, and 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 freaky goal that, that that'll make the Sports Center top ten highlights. So, yeah. hey, you know, and in any sport, you'll see good defense, basketball, blocks, uh, football, you know, who knows, uh, baseball, uh, you know, defensive plays. But, but but more often than not, people are more excited about offense than defense. That's just all there is to it. And it makes your analogy of, of a goalie being like a kicker even more because 
the kicker only has a chance usually to make the fans hate him. You know, I mean, the goalie, right. if a kicker misses a field goal, you know, boo, he's he's awful. If a goalie lets a goal go by, people think it should have been stopped. Oh, he's awful. But they don't get the credit when they do all the other little things. Yeah. Well, John Lester's already out of the game, pal. Awesome. Uh, well, comes he, didn't make, <laughs> he, didn't, he, did, he didn't make it through five. It's a 4 nothing lead for the Tigers. Base is loaded. One out, bottom of the fifth inning. So, John Lester's uh, troubles against the Tigers and and um, more so his troubles overall as a Chicago Cub, uh, very evident. But um, the Cubs are still doing quite well in spite of him, I guess. <laughs> That's what's troubling about it, though, is because normally when a pitcher comes over to the other league who's never pitched in that league, he usually dominates at least, you know, the first half of the season or for the first right. year Hitters don't know him, and the fact that he's struggling right away, it, it, it's very troublesome to me. And, and, you know, this is his first interleague game, too. So this is the first time he's facing an American League team he's kind of familiar with. Yeah. Uh, and so you're right. It's usually like he's facing a whole bunch of hitters that have never seen him, and usually they have success, but uh, not so much the case. Uh, for Mr. John Lester thus far, he's had a, he had a couple good outings uh, in May, but uh, uh, the last couple starts haven't been too good, including this one right now where he's bounced in the fifth inning. Yeah, this feels, this contract feels very Alfonso Soriano-ish. You know, <laughs> might, you might get one good year out of him, or you get might get a good month here or there, but you're going to be stuck with an albatross around your neck for five or six years. Yeah, maybe Lester's saying to himself, "Damn it, why didn't I go back to Boston?" All right. Uh, we're going to sneak a break in, and we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about the NBA Finals in Game 3 tonight because there's so many different storylines to get to. Uh, stick around. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you're uh, on with us at the bssportshow.com and Blog Talk Radio, thank you much. Uh, you can find us on the TuneIn app, and uh, we're also on the brand-new Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana website, which is indianasportsradio.com. Mo Time is at Mo Radio Show on Twitter. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fans stick around. We wrap it up next. It's the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Royal Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, 
at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel of... This is going to make a real difference in the lives of millions of Americans. It's the BS Sports Show. Hello, hello, hello. One more time with you on this Tuesday night. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show at BS Sports the Fan. We got Facebook pages as well. Uh, I had a great time talking to Scotty D from Scotty D TV last night in town this weekend for the Cavalcade of Cool Friday and Saturday at Auburn Auction Park, Auctions America, Auburn Auction Park, and uh, we got more tickets to give away uh, the rest of this week, uh, including some at the weekend starter party Friday night from seven to nine at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill. So you can check out some cool muscle cars, hot rods, and classic cars. Up at the home of Classic Cars, Auctions America Auction Park there, County Road 11A off 69 in Auburn, Indiana. Cool event coming up this weekend, man. And uh, I'm going to do my best to get out there either Friday or Saturday, probably Saturday morning for me. Yeah, you know, I was up there today and they were getting ready for it. And, uh, man, they've got some cool cars getting up there already. I, I was coming through Auburn. Uh, they've got some neat stuff already. And as, as it gets bigger and, and they fill it up this weekend, man, I can't wait. And, you know, I stopped at a couple places in Auburn today, and people are talking about it, man. They're excited. There's posters in, in both of the businesses I stopped in. So I think uh, I think it's going to be huge, and I look forward to it. I'm not normally a car guy, but, uh, you know, there's some intriguing stuff on Scotty TV. Scotty D TV. I was checking it out. That Yugo is great. you got to watch that video on there. Yeah, I know. Uh, find, find him at ScottyDTV.com, at ScottyDTV on Twitter. Uh, cool event and uh, cool talking to those guys last night at Wrigley. And uh, we'll be back at Wrigley this Friday because we're there every Monday and Friday from 7 to 9 uh, doing our BS Sports Show out and about. Uh, tonight, not the case. Uh, uh, we're in our home studios and we're getting ready for game three of the NBA Finals. Uh, do you really think Steph Curry might fail again tonight? You think uh, Matthew Dellavedova is this defensive wonder kind nobody knew about until 
Uh, these NBA finals started, and he gets his shot because Kyrie Irving gets hurt, and now all of a sudden we've got a new uh, uh, defensive MVP stalwart. Or do you think it was just an anomaly, and Steph Curry bounces back and has an MVP-type performance tonight? I think I think Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson both brought it up, and I think it's a great point. I think this kid is one of those kids. It's one of those guys that's willing to do anything, and he, he made a couple of plays towards the end of that game that will never wind up on the stat sheet. The one ball he dove for out of bounds and saved – and the one rebound that he stole out of uh, out of Draymond Green's hands, he's one of those kids that's willing to do anything. He doesn't care about scoring if he doesn't have to. He's just willing to do anything. Follow Steph Curry around all night. Cool, I'm willing to do that. He's a guy who's willing to do anything it takes. And I think those yeah. guys, those guys are, are more valuable at times than having another star. Having a guy who's willing to sacrifice anything for the team to win, diving for balls, you know. He, how many mix-ups has he gotten wrapped up in, in in series, especially in the Atlanta series? He doesn't care. He will do whatever is asked of him. And the fact that He's got the the respect of LeBron James. I think I think gives him even more confidence, and I, I think that he will be up Steph Curry's butt wherever he goes tonight. And I think they run that same kind of defense at first until Golden State makes the adjustments to to start burning them, and then you see a difference. But I think they go to basically an old school box and one again tonight. And uh, and Delvadova is a guy who never switches off Steph Curry unless you know he's forced to. But I think uh, conversely on the other side that. One thing that definitely needs to happen for Golden State tonight to be successful and win, I think, is that there needs a lot be a lot more baseline screens and, and pick and rolls, you know, and screen and rolls for Steph Curry to get free if they're going to play that kind of defense with Matthew Dellavedova and force Cleveland to switch out of that defense. But there's got to be more more ways for Steph Curry to get better open looks if that's how they're going to defense him again tonight. And Steph Curry's going to torch Dellavedova tonight. He's going to torch him. He's, he's going to school you think, him. You think he's going to get forty? I'll bet you on that one too. Uh, I'm, no, D.C. Hendricks said 40. Uh, Steph Curry doesn't need to get 40. Uh, LeBron James has no teammates. He's got to get 40. Steph Curry has Clay Thompson. Steph Curry's got uh, teammates around him uh, to, to, to help him score. So that's why when Steph Curry falters, uh, the Golden State Warriors are still able to force overtime and, 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 and have a chance to win a game when their MVP isn't performing. Uh, like I said, if LeBron James doesn't perform at all, has a horrible game tonight, uh, there's no way the Cavs are even in it, let alone trying to force overtime or get a win. So that's the, that's the difference between the two teams. Uh, that's where Steph Curry has confidence uh, because he does have teammates around him. He had a bad game. He knows he had a bad game. He'll keep doing what Steph Curry does because that, that's all he knows how to do. That's why he got, you know... Uh, a nickname is one of the Splash Brothers. Uh, he'll come back, and 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 you're right. Uh, you know some screens. It, the 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 funny thing was is that he was missing shots that weren't even largely contested last night too. So he just was just off. Well, it wasn't it, 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 it wasn't because he was nose to nose with Matthew Delavadova all night on every shot. You can try to, to to stay away from newspapers and TV and all you want when you're a, a sports star, but you're you're bound to hear something. People saying stuff to you in the yeah. airport. What do you think though? Because Steph Curry is still a, a young cat. Hearing all that talk for the last two days about you know maybe he's not the MVP and, and LeBron. I think LeBron picks up on it and why he said he has that that you know that uh, the motivation he's not telling anybody about. It, maybe trying to pick at Steph Curry a little bit. But does it bother Steph Curry so much? The bad game he had, the, the people questioned the, the choice of him as MVP, that he tries to overdo it tonight and could have a, a bad night because he's forcing it, because he's like, you know, I'm going to show you that I'm the MVP. Do we see a possible second bad game or a bad start because Steph Curry forces it 
uh, coming out. You know, we saw Golden State two games in a row now have awful shot selection at the beginning of the game. Awful shot selection. And a lot of that was Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. All right. Um, going back to what you initially started to say, um, uh, my answer is the same as Steve Kerr's. I laugh at that. Uh, he, he had a pretty good game one. It's not like he's. It's not like he's got two straight bad games. But it wasn't great. He he had. He, wait a minute. He had one bad game, and all players have a bad game. Uh, he'll be fine. Uh, for him, he's not going to press. He's going to do what he's supposed to do, and that's keep shooting the ball. Um, he hasn't taken more shots than LeBron James has. LeBron James has the most shots of any player in the first two games of a finals. Uh, um, But he will take his shots, and he will make his shots. I think he has a mediocre game. I don't think he has an awful game. I think he has a mediocre game. I think he has an okay shooting night, not a great one. I think at the beginning of the game, you're going to see him force it because you can say you laugh at that, and that's fine, but... Of the guys that are on the floor, LeBron's been here and had this pressure. This is the first – remember how, how skittish LeBron looked at first uh, finals with Miami, even though he had been there with Cleveland? He looked off. And this is the biggest stage that an NBA player can be on against the best player in the world. It, if that kind of stuff creeps in, I think that's normal. You know, we talk about LeBron says he doesn't think about the comparison to him and Jordan. And we all called BS on that last week because we believe that he does. I believe that this bothered Steph Curry, and I believe that he forces a little bit, at least in the first quarter starting out this game. Well, um, I, I guess that's your opinion, but I, but I, but that's the difference, though. He's a shooter. He's supposed to shoot. I understand um, that. And therefore, forcing—I I don't know what forcing it means. Uh, he's going to take shots. They're probably going to make sure he—they're—they're they're, going to make sure he takes like the first five shots of the game, if possible. Um, and he's going to be okay. He—he—he's—he's he, he, he's a shooter. And shooters, no matter how prolific or how great they can be, all have a bad night. And and what do shooters do when they're having a bad night? You do what Steph Curry did last night. You know, he drove the paint. He found his way to the net, tried to get, uh, tried to draw some fouls, and and did other things to try to help his team. And he, he didn't, by no means, look like a guy that was depressed or 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 overwhelmed by his horrible performance. When he airballed that shot in, in overtime, he that look on his face sure looked like he was overwhelmed at that point. Here's a, I don't even think this is the biggest storyline. No, now. I disagree. I disagree 150% on that what? airball. That was just a desperation moment, and you know, obviously that wasn't uh, a, a great shot, and he knew it. He's, he was upset that he didn't make the shot because everybody wants to make every shot. No, he, he'll be fine mentally. He's okay. Honestly, to me, the biggest storyline tonight isn't even that. The biggest storyline is, is which team does J.R. Smith help win? Well, I mean, obviously, he was quick to say that he played like beep. Uh, he tweeted it out that he played like beep, and he said, "Thanks, thank goodness for my teammates." But now you're understanding why Phil Jackson found J.R. Smith expendable. Uh, he's just streaky. He's streaky, well, and he makes poor decisions. Well, and that's the thing. I think I think Van Gundy was the one that said it during the game. He goes, "Dumb gets you beat," and it damn near did. No, it really damn near did. I think that was a great line there. Dumb gets you beat. And, and J.R. Yeah. Smith, I think it ranks towards the top of that list in the NBA of people who make dumb plays. You've got to take the good and the bad with him, and you just don't know what you're going to get. So to me, the, honestly, whether LeBron is a great game, Steph Curry is a, is a great game, to me, it, it's does J.R. Smith help the Cavs win, or does he help, does he help uh, uh, Golden State win? Well, um, obviously... Um... 
I think he's going to help Cleveland uh, more than he helps the opponent, and I think he already has. And I don't think that I, 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 I don't think it's close. Uh, I think he's helped his own team more than he's helped the opponent. But uh, here's the thing: here's what we get to see. We, we get to see a finals that's a, a real big treat because Cleveland doesn't have enough horses, so therefore the best player on the planet has to do everything, and we get to witness it. And he's doing great thus far in games one and two. And then we get to see the best team, maybe uh, the best team in a long, long time, if you gauge it by 67 wins and only three home losses, four home losses. Uh, So we got the best team against the best player, and uh, we're witnessing great basketball, hence the uh, first time ever we've got two games in uh, in overtime in the first two games of the series. Doesn't it feel like one of these nights, though, that Iman Shepard has to have a big night, you know? That's what I'm waiting for tonight. My fingers crossed. Okay, so you're you're saying Iman Shumpert, last thought is Iman Shumpert has a big night, right? Yep, and Cleveland wins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cleveland does not win. LeBron has a big night, and so does Steph Curry. That is my prediction. Have a great night. Back tomorrow from 7 yeah. to 9, uh, and we appreciate you tuning in. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. You can find us on Facebook as well. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Weeknight 7 to 9 to the BS Sports Show.